0: You read the Bible, Greg, you're talking to me. Come along, Sambous.
1: Keep up. Wait, wait, let me let me explain something to you. Uh, I am not Mr. Lebowski. You're Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude.
0: I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Well then. So what you like? Jesus freaking. Got a bad feeling about this. Why do I really look like a guy with a plan? Each and every man under my command owes me one hundred. Next, scouts. let <laughs> <laughs> not see pictures, eh? Right? Oh wow! Thank you for that.
1: Hello and welcome to the Film and Loathing podcast for Sunday, March thirteenth, two thousand twenty-two. This is episode number one hundred
0: twenty-five, and I'm Jake. And I'm
1: Zach. No, Chris, again this week. But we are going to continue our March Horror Madness Countdown. We're going to be talking the Slasher and Body horror categories this week. So uh, we're going to go ahead and insert that into the podcast right
0: here. All right. Which one do you want to start with? Uh, I don't know. Dealer's Choice. Let's do Slasher. Let's do it. Alright, first up on the docket John Carpenter's Halloween vs House of Wax Now, I did not see you log House of Wax, so did you actually watch it?
1: No, I didn't rewatch it <laughs> <laughs> I saw it once a long time ago I know there's some wax there's a house, I know there's wax I know they burned down the House of Wax in the end and uh, it doesn't beat a Halloween, so what do you am going to say? Get off my back. Yeah,
0: fuck. I will I will say like if we're talking about just the climax, like if this was like a climax madness, that's, yeah. that would be a great port name. <laughs> the
1: House of Climax. But,
0: <laughs> if we were talking about just the end to each film, I think House of Wax beats Halloween.
1: But as okay, a whole, sure.
0: as a whole, it it has to go to Halloween.
1: Well is the does the climax overcome the you know the leading up to it? That's a question for the pornographers.
0: It's not for us.
1: Yeah, it's it's Halloween. I don't know. What do you want me to say here? It's it's Johnny it's a, C, great score. Horror classic. Horror classic. You got young Jamie Lee. We got Jamie Lee to come too. It's,
0: it's Jamie Lee coming up everywhere.
1: In the house of climax.
0: Then we move on to number eight versus number nine, the prowler versus candyman. And you uh you didn't watch the prowler, correct? I
1: could I could not get to the prowler. It seems interesting, it seems cool. Um luckily for me in this one, I big time candyman fan. I even got uh you know, this little guy, this little guy right here.
0: Oh, mine's on the shelf.
1: So, you mean, when you got the 8-inch action figure with 14 points of articulation. I don't got 14 points of articulation from the Prowler, so.
0: when I have all four Pops from the Candyman Funko Pop collection. It's got to be Candyman.
1: Yeah, so, so okay, so the guy who is never getting Funko Pops, he's really got a lot of them now.
0: I only have eight.
1: That's a lot for someone who'd said, I will never buy
0: a Funko Pop. Yeah, but I've also said that about watching anime, and I've also said that about lots of things that I end up doing. It's part of the process.
1: Yeah, you you hate it so much, you end up talking yourself into it. (laughs) Life really is a circle, folks.
0: I've said it about Magic the Gathering, and I've said it about (sighs) all kinds of things.
1: What do you hate really what do you hate passionately right now
0: right now i passionately like despise like speed running so i think i will get to a point where i like start speed running games
1: <laughs> yeah it's only a matter of time for this guy's exercising and outrunning the streets
0: did you see that guy that speed run and beat elder ring elden ring in 37 minutes
1: Oh, that's what you mean by speed running.
0: Yeah, I'm not not physical activity.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, 37 minutes. That doesn't sound possible.
0: He beat it in 37 minutes.
1: It sounds like he was cheating somehow.
0: Well, it's not necessarily cheating. It's just like finding moments where the game glitches.
1: Oh, just finding moments where the game glitches. What's the fucking point? You spend 60 bucks on this game. And you go home and, what, beat it in 37 minutes? So, what, your YouTube channel can get a couple hundred thousand watches?
0: Well, that's a misconception because there's no way that you could just take it out of the package and beat it in 37 minutes. You have to put, like, countless hours into the game to be able to do it in 37 minutes. so
1: (laughs) So, if you factor out all the time that I've played this already, I beat it in 37
0: minutes. Right, but, like, the point is, like... Get fucked like you play the game as a normal person would right you put your 80 to 100 hours in you figure out the best routes to like how to do how to go about things and then you try to do it just as quickly as you can
1: this is not being a game in 37 minutes i'm sorry <laughs>
0: Well, he did beat it in 37 minutes. He just had no, he lots didn't. of preparation up to it. He sp-
1: he beat it in 80 hours in 37 minutes. Do
0: you know how it, it, it would literally be impossible to open the game having no prior knowledge of it to just beat it in 37 minutes?
1: Well, then, sorry, Twitch. You guys are fucking losers. You're not beating the game in 37 minutes. Sorry. It's, it
0: literally wouldn't be possible.
1: So what, you play the game for 100 hours, then restart the game, and then you go through it in 37 minutes? Yes. Losers. Get a girlfriend.
0: <laughs> I'm sure these guys have more girlfriends than you'll ever have. <laughs> it's I like, don't think so. <laughs> this guy that I work with, he told me that uh, he told me that he was really good at watching One Piece.
1: He was really good at watching One Piece, okay.
0: And I was like, what exactly does that mean? And he was like well, I can, like, skip the last time on One Piece almost perfectly to, like, just the opening scene of the episode.
1: I can stay, say that again? He can do what?
0: So, like, at the beginning of each One Piece episode, there's a previously on One Piece that's about, like, five yeah. minutes. And yeah. he, like, he claims that he can, like, skip through it and get it right to the opening scene, like, on the first try. Without having to rewind it all back to the first scene.
1: He can skip He can skip the intro? Yeah. How hard is that? You just hit the skip recap button.
0: There's no skip intro button on the One Piece episodes. It'll skip the title song, but you'll still have to watch that last time on One Piece.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, uh, that's a talent, sure. Not fucking speedrunning.
0: Speedrunning is a talent.
1: No, it's not. (laughs) It's lying to your viewers.
0: You're not not lying because anyone that would watch that video has an understanding of what speedrunning is.
1: Well, So okay. they understand okay. that you have,
0: off, like, that you have done this game for, like, 100 hours.
1: Okay, maybe the guy that speedruns has a girlfriend, but the people who are watching speedrun videos, no girlfriends. No boyfriends. Yeah, you're right.
0: I have a fiancé. I don't have a girlfriend.
1: <laughs> uh, God, it's so lame.
0: You've never I seen those videos it. of, like, people that beat Skyrim in, like, 10 minutes?
1: No, because they didn't. They didn't beat it in 10 minutes.
0: You're fucked, bud.
1: No, they're fucked, bud. <laughs> Candyman. <laughs> Candyman over the prowler. Fuck. All right. <clears throat> you know how I know this is film and loathing? Random side dungeons.
0: That's literally the the only reason to do the episode. <laughs> Just
1: random speedrun.
0: You <laughs> ask when Chris is on for the for the next episode. We'll ask him. Chris is Chris is someone that would be like impressed by speedrunning.
1: I think he's. I don't know. I think he's going to get technical and say it's not beating the game in thirty-seven minutes.
0: I'll I'll message. I'll ask him right now, and ask him if he thinks speedrunning is cheating.
1: Yeah, text him in the group chat. It's not. It's it's not. It, not beating the game in thirty-seven minutes. It'd be like. It'd be like me saying, like, I've seen the Prestige five times, so then I put it on. So then one time I put it on, watch it on two and a half speed, then log it on Letterboxd.
0: It's not yeah, I watched quite the, the same thing.
1: Yeah, I, lost, I watched the whole Prestige in like 20 minutes. No, no, it's not that it's cheating. It's that it doesn't actually count as beating the game in 37
0: minutes. It does though, because if you restart the game and then you beat it in 37 minutes, you beat it in 37 minutes.
1: What's the next matchup? This is getting me and me heated.
0: The next matchup is number five versus number twelve, Nightmare in Elm Street versus The Hills Have Eyes.
1: Number five versus twelve. You're skipping four versus thirteen.
0: We went over this literally last time we did this. What? It's just how the bracket is set up. I'm just going down the line.
1: Yeah, but if you go down the line, any time it goes to four verse thirteen after eight verse nine. Check no, it any it check
0: any to, bracket. It goes to five verse twelve to four verse thirteen in hopes you get the five versus four matchup.
1: What? I mean, yeah, that can still happen.
0: Look, either way, it's Nightmare on Elm Street versus Hills Have Eyes.
1: <laughs> it's the Nightmare on Elm Street.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was the Hills Have Eyes was the first time watch for me, and it was disappointing. Like I. I don't. I honestly, this is a scenario where I think the remake is better.
1: It's certainly more graphic.
0: Like this one is just like a lot of meandering around in the desert for like no reason.
1: Oh, that sounds like Last Days in the Desert with Ewan McGregor as Jesus.
0: A little bit like that. <laughs> Very similar. <laughs> Let's get on to an actual tough matchup here. Those first three, I like the Prowler a lot. There's some cool special effects, but it it doesn't really. I, don't, I think candyman's a much better film black Christmas the number four verse 13 black Christmas versus your next is actually I think a tough matchup uh not
1: necessarily for me I don't mind your next I think there are kind of some fun things that they're doing in that but uh, I think I like black Christmas a lot more
0: I love black Christmas but I also love your next
1: what I think is interesting about black Christmas is that you never know who the killer is.
0: And he literally is, like, alive at the end of the movie.
1: He's alive at the end of the movie. You have no idea who he is, and you have no idea what their motivation is.
0: And I could see that being frustrating for a lot of people.
1: Um. Well, a lot of people aren't on this podcast, Zach. It's just you and me.
0: I will say, like, I've rewatched your next, like, countless times. And, like really the only problem that i have with the movie is that once you find out the motivating factor for why these killings are happening it just loses all suspense i agree and i think i wish they would have held that that held out that reveal until the end
1: that was definitely i've only seen it i've only seen it counted time once and I, yeah, that's exactly how I felt when I first watched it, because at first it's very interesting, right? Like, people getting killed off by these animal-masked people, who are they? What do they want? Anytime you answer those questions, you're you you're immediately lost. The thing is why Halloween is so good. You have no idea what this thing—you have no idea what the shape is doing, why, why he's doing this.
0: That's true. That is so true.
1: So for me personally, I think Black Christmas. Plus, it's got some like weirdly funny moments, <laughs> like the fellatio that, number.
0: That one girl who like just constantly talks shit to everybody. Who's yeah. always drunk.
1: Yeah, that. There's some weird, re- some pretty funny, genuinely funny moments, and um,
0: a very I I a uh, female empowered movie too. That whole pregnancy subplot.
1: Very. Yeah, which gives enough motivation, like, why it could be that guy trying to kill them all. Yeah, just, I'm like, I don't know, the, the, I don't know necessarily know if, like, the kills are all that special or anything, but it is a, lo- a little bit older. But just, like, the premise is very intriguing and
0: horror uh, movies at
1: Christmas time.
0: I love the continued, like, cutback, like, shots to that, like, strangled woman just sitting in the chair.
1: Yeah, I do like – I like how the trailer for that movie is the inverse of the closing. Have you seen that? No. Have you seen the trailer? You know the last shot of the movie is like her face, and then you zoom out the window and the credits start rolling? Yeah. Well, the trailer has this very like 80s like deep voice narration about it, and it's the opposite of that where you're like moving in as the person's talking, and then you end up on the woman's face. And then it's like, this Christmas, if this doesn't make your skin crawl, it's on too tight.
0: (laughs) I guess, like, after watching this, I didn't realize that, like, Winter Stranger Calls is literally just a rip-off of this.
1: Yeah, right? Yeah. Yep, there you go. Yeah, I think it's gotta be Black Christmas, honestly.
0: Have you seen the remake?
1: Of Winter Stranger Calls?
0: No, of Black Christmas.
1: Oh, the one that just came out, what, two years ago?
0: So that is also a remake, but there's another remake from like the early two thousands.
1: I know, I don't know about that one.
0: So it like, it it takes everything that the first one does well and does it terribly. Where like there's just sure. there's so much backstory about who the killer is, and it just like explains everything, and he's like this sickly like yellowish jaundiced looking guy. But there was like this really awesome kill with like an icicle that's pretty cool, but
1: That is cool. Yeah, I mean, when I see that movie, I don't think like I know who the, I need to know who this killer is.
0: I would be I would be I'm fine either way. If there was like some twist where it was like, "Oh wow, it was that guy." That's kind of crazy. That fits the genre pretty well, but also like not knowing is is I'm also fine with it. Well,
1: I think that's why I got to give it to Black Christmas because it really does turn a lot of these on its head. Like in every single one of these, you figure out who the killer is, but Black Christmas holds it back from you. It doesn't t- it doesn't tell you doesn't want to tell you.
0: And well, you I like don't that. find out who they are in the next matchup, which is the number six versus the 11 scream versus the strangers.
1: Fair enough. OK, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Wait, so we are saying Black Christmas is moving on there.
0: I'm going to say Black Christmas moves on.
1: I know you're a big your next head but I am a I think big it's your be next black head. Christmas. I think it's got to be the Black Christmas. Okay, Scream versus the Strangers. This actually isn't that tough for me. Uh, given that I'm not a scream head. I don't care about Ghostface. Don't like Ghostface. Um I don't like the self-awareness of Scream to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, it's it's not tough for me either. Uh, I don't even think the first screen movie is the best screen movie. And so, and the The Strangers is probably like one of the movies that terrified me the most, like in my youth.
1: I mean, I watched it like a year ago, and it still creeped me out.
0: Like I remember like watching this. I was probably in middle school, and it was just like, oh, it was terrifying.
1: Well, yeah, like it makes like as soon as you'd like hold back a who and why, you're automatically so much more intriguing because it's – then it's just senseless acts of violence, and that's terrifying. It's almost like uh, what, funny games. That That's horrifying. Like this could happen to anyone. It's, it could happen to me right now. Someone could bust through this house right now. No motivation. Just kill me. That's horrifying. Yeah. Like I said, not a huge Scream fan. I know we did Scream for our – was it the last horror our last Halloween episode we did, we did a bunch of horror comedies.
0: That was last year. The year before, we just did the Universal ones for last year. That's
1: true. Okay, so the year Should before.
0: 2020?
1: Yeah, so not, I mean, like, I, I'm not a big Scream fan. I know there are a ton of Scream heads out there who go fucking crazy, but not me.
0: Oh, this is number three versus number 14. Friday the 13th Part 4 versus It Follows. And this this is probably my favorite matchup.
1: This is going to be harder for you than it is for me.
0: <laughs> Which Are you saying It Follows?
1: Yeah, only because of all like, the horror franchises, I think Friday the 13th is one of my least favorites. Really? Yeah, I'm just, I just don't care that much about Jason.
0: In terms of like quality, I think Friday the 13th is the best one.
1: Of all the horror franchises?
0: I think, like, Friday the 13th is the most consistent. I mean, that could be. Sure. After Halloween 3, they go downhill pretty quickly. (sighs) Nightmare on Elm Street goes downhill pretty quickly. But Friday the 13th, like, only gets better. Does it? And then, once after Part 6, it kind of starts going down, but... Yeah, hey,
1: they
0: sick, got all the way. You got
1: they got all the way to six before it started sucking. Now, when they do a j when they do a Friday the 13th in a cabin in the snow, that's gonna be cool.
0: I'm surprised they haven't done that.
1: There's a fan, there's a fan movie. I can't remember what it's called. I've seen some of it. It's on YouTube. That doesn't help you though, because I can't remember the name of it. True. but it is it's it is in the mountains in the snow with jason hunting somebody with like a crop with like a bow and arrow and it was it was pretty cool for like a fan thing i was like fuck this is better than any friday the 13th i've seen and that she was made by fucking studios
0: that's that's i think mean, there you go that's why it's better Ugh. friday this the 13th not, part four is just so good Um, but It Follows is like, it was one of my favorite movies of the last decade.
1: Yeah, I mean, personally, I love It Follows. Um, I love the concept, again, uh, uh, something that stalks you, you don't know where, you don't know when, you don't even know who it could be, really. Just this, this, this terror that, like, looms over you. Um, I remember being freaked out by it the first time I saw it. Um,
0: yeah, Love I the mean,
1: score. the score of It Follows is incredible.
0: I guess let's, let's go with It Follows.
1: What an upset. Whoa!
0: I mean, Friday the 13th Part 4 isn't even my favorite Friday the 13th. So, like, let let's, let's say It Follows.
1: Well, then you gotta go. Ooh, the next matchup. The next matchup contains what I consider to be the greatest original song ever made for a horror film.
0: The goblin song for Suspiria.
1: That that's a good score, not original song.
0: So number seven versus number ten is Suspiria versus Prom Night. Everything is alright. The problem is that the best part about Prom Night is that song.
1: The best part about Prom Night is the Saturday Night Fever ripoff scene. (laughs) I don't think the premise...
0: I just don't get, like, the filmmakers were like, you know what, we're really going to try to capitalize on this, like, trend right now. But let's also not forget that we need to have a dance scene in this. (laughs) Like not only do we have a full dance scene, we have Jamie Lee Curtis practicing her dance scene.
1: yeah, twice yes, exactly, which I do love the i I do love the idea of like of this woman being like, I need to nail this dance at the prom. I'm gonna practice this in the gym by myself.
0: Dude, this is such like an elaborate like prom king and queen like setup. I know, right? This is but it's it's also one of those movies where like it it seems like it has a twist just for the sake of having one. I don't think it really fits like the movie. I don't think any of it really
1: fits the movie. It's like if you just want to make a teen drama, make a teen drama like or if you want to make a horror movie, make a horror movie, but it's like weirdly in the middle and it's very unsatisfying.
0: And there's like there's nothing that hints at the brother being the killer, like at all. Like it's, he's like, he's totally fine the entire movie until he's the killer. And he's yeah, having some, some weird psychotic break at the end.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of logical errors in the prom night. One of the biggest problems that we were talking about, maybe off air a couple weeks ago, uh, the kills don't start happening until you have only about 30 minutes left in the movie.
0: Yeah. There's, there's a lot of buildup.
1: And then a huge red herring, which I'm fine with. It's just funny that it like the red herring just ends so unceremoniously.
0: The red herring makes way more sense than the actual killer. Yeah, it
1: does.
0: This innocent man went to jail. Like, yes, I could see why he would want his revenge.
1: It's also weird that like so like the brothers got his Billy Madison style list, and he's like got this voice that's very different than the brother's voice
0: yeah I mean I wanted it to be great and it just isn't
1: no it's not good um but tough matchup though because personally like Suspiria is one of my favorites um we talked about this before when we did one of our first Halloween episodes um, I think like the set design of Suspiria is incredible. I love the Goblin score. Uh, it's cheesy. It's perfectly cheesy though, which is what I love about it.
0: Yeah, I would I would agree. It's it's a very stylish movie, and I think I like the style of the movie, not necessarily like any of the plot stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I don't.
0: I mean, I love like this, like the stabbing directly into the heart, and like that opening. Yeah, like when you
1: start getting into that, like very cheesy, like jalo stuff, like like that's just like that's one of those one. I think that's one of these movies. Maybe that's the only one where just like the atmosphere of the whole thing is like what really is the driving force of it.
0: It's also we're, one we're- where. Honestly, I love the remake more.
1: You like the remake more?
0: Yeah. I mean, I I very much enjoy the original, but I like the remake more. Uh,
1: I mean, I don't know why I have to compare two things I love. I like them both for their own reasons.
0: Because this is what we do when you make a pointless list of comparing things. You have to compare them.
1: Well, luckily, the remake of Suspiria is not on this list. I'm not forced to... I'm not Dude, that would be, to be next there. year
0: we'll do a completely like bracket of remakes
1: like remakes versus their original
0: no we'll just remakes
1: oh it's a bracket of remakes that could be fun it could also be give me like six months in advance so i'm not watching 30 movies in two weeks
0: we can plan it like now
1: all right, so we're gonna take a break. Actually, from this bracket, we're gonna make our bracket for next year.
0: Yeah.
1: So bear with us. <laughs>
0: um. So the last slasher matchup is probably the easiest. Like, it's probably the easiest matchup for me in the whole bracket, which is Texas Chainsaw really? Massacre this versus is the My easy, buddy Valentine. This is the easiest one. Yeah. This is the easiest one. Thing, thing, and Frankenhooker. This, this- is easier. There's something about Frankenhooker Hooker that I like. There's not much about My Bloody Valentine that I like, besides the costume and the setting and stuff like that. I gotcha. So,
1: kind of a surprise, actually. I only watched Texas Chainsaw, the original, for the first time a couple weeks ago. And for it being from, what, 1976? 72.
0: 1972.
1: I was amazed at how just, like, unsettling it is. Yeah. from the opening not not the opening opening with the voiceover but when you get uh, into the, the opening the opening
0: opening is unsettling like that camera clicking like the meow, meow.
1: I was going like just the the music set to like the opening credits like that's just looking at the uh like the cemetery or the the gravestone um right off the bat like just very like Unsettling music, and I think that's the thing about horror films that like people always try to rip off like the unsettling score, and it doesn't, it almost always never works. But in Texas Chainsaw, like that works so beautifully well, it's so unsettling. Um, I think Leatherface kind of looks cheesy now when you look at it like 50 years later. Um, but... The thing
0: is, like, I I think that that works, because what I think, basically every Texas Chainsaw like remake has missed, like from 2006 till now, is that Leatherface on his own is not that much of a driving force. It has to be about the family, and like the family is what's terrifying. Leatherface is this like big lumbering just goofy man who just likes to cut people's faces off like the family is what is terrifying about this movie
1: well it's more terrifying when you realize that like he's the Leatherface isn't even a genius he's an idiot he's like a fool he's an invalid and it's, he's an invalid and it's like the creepy uncle or whoever he is who's like really the mastermind sort of behind all of this and he's just like this little kid with his fucking toy body parts
0: and just like the scene of them, like, trying to get Grandpa to bash her head in, and it's just, like, if there's so there's just so much tension and just, like, so much just, like, until it just bursts. And, like, once it, the tension bursts, the movie's over. It doesn't yeah, try to that, do anything after that.
1: The scene where she's sitting at the table and is just screaming and screaming And the family is, like, talking over one another. And then she's trying to out-scream them. And then they're trying to elevate to to talk over her screaming. Like, that, like, literally had my heart, like, pounding. Like, I could feel, like, this anxious bubble building.
0: And this is another one where, like, nothing really starts happening to about 50 minutes in.
1: It is very, yeah.
0: But that's, I almost think that's why it's effective. Because, like, you spend time with these people, and then things start happening to them. Like, it doesn't seem like they're here merely for things to happen to them.
1: Yeah, it does very much feel – which is cool. It does very much feel like we accidentally stumbled into this, and that's the tragedy. And they didn't even go seeking this out. They were just literally just out looking for this old family home. Randomly happen to stumble into this, and they all get knocked off. And it's not even like they're—they're they're not even like unlikable people that you want to die. You know, in a lot of horror movies you ha- you immediately set up the unlikable people so you can watch them satisfyingly die. I don't think this has that. So like it almost—I love does, Franklin. It does feel like a tragedy for each person when they die. Um, yeah, it's 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 incredible. I can't believe this movie's you know 50 years old and it's. It still holds up. It's still incredibly unsettling. Which I mean is like, I think it's hard. I think it's probably why it's so hard to let that franchise die. Just like they literally captured lightning in a bottle in Texas Chainsaw. And like they've been trying to capture that ever since and they just can't.
0: Not even with Alexandria like, D'Addario.
1: You made like, but you made a really good point in your like in your review of the new one, which I have I haven't seen it yet, but from the remix of Texas Chainsaw that I've seen, and I'm sure this is the true for this one too. I believe you. Like when they talk about the face of Leatherface, when as these movies have progressed, like it very much it feels so art directed. Like the the yeah. face of Leatherface. Whereas reality is it's an invalid cutting off faces and wearing them. Like it's gonna look rough, it's gonna look gross and weird, which is exactly what this Texas chainsaw has. And all the other ones going forward, like you can tell, you can tell everything is so like art directed and like somebody spent the time to design this, whereas this looks like it's just slapped together. That's perfect for this.
0: Yeah. And then again, it's like it's trying to build up Leatherface as like the sequel is not like this original movie, but it's just trying to build him up as this like lumbering, like basically what they do. With Michael Myers, where he's just this like unstoppable like killing machine, and it's just it's just not what he is. Like, I, it it works for the Michael Myers character. Like, eventually, like I'm fine with how that progresses. But for Leatherface, it doesn't work because he's he's literally just supposed to be this like this kid or like this lumbering guy that is not really all there mentally, and his family just like makes him be the grunt worker for them.
1: in the remake i think it's what 2002 with jessica biel if i remember correctly that one feels a lot like he's this big lumbering unstoppable force of evil that there seems to be like intent behind what he's doing
0: kind of but they also like they nail the family aspect of like The most terrifying thing of that movie is not Leatherface, it's Artie Emery as like this maniacal man who's like killing them and just like torturing them slowly, playing like mind games. And he just makes Leatherface go chase after them. Like that that's kind of his role.
1: Mm -hmm. In any
0: movie that where he is the only one left, the movie's not good because it's not about him. Like he is just a component to what makes the movie work. Yep. And, like, I'm sure there's a cut of My Bloody Valentine that's great, but, like, I don't know. The the movie, I like the mind-setting. I love the costume of the miner, but it's pretty just, like, standard 80s stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you're growing up against Texas, you, you know, you put My Bloody Valentine up against Prom Night? Okay, maybe we're talking, but...
0: Not Texas my, Chainsaw. My buddy Valentine up against Hills Have Eyes. Even we're talking, but like, yeah, it, it doesn't hold a candle to Texas Chainsaw.
1: So it looks All like right. that's the slasher. That's the slasher.
0: Let's look up our uh, our round of thirty-two matchups for slasher films. You got Halloween versus Candyman, Nightmare on Elm Street versus Black Christmas, The Strangers versus It Follows and Suspiria versus Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
1: Solid. Now, for this episode, Zach, we're just doing Slasher and Body, right? Yep. Okay, cool.
0: So, moving on to Body Horror, I think we can both agree that this is the category from Hell where it had all of these movies that neither of us had seen.
1: Yeah, dude, there's a one. one two, three, four. Wait, hold on. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 movies I had to watch I had never seen before. (laughs) Fuck me. Uh, This is good because that means these are all
0: fresh. 3, 4, 5, 6, 7... It was eight for me, so I mean, that's the most of any category.
1: Some of these, like, I've been wanting to see for a while, and I'm glad I saw them. A lot of these, though, very disappointing. A lot of three-star movies in here for me.
0: I would say the majority are three stars.
1: Which is weird. Like, these seem like sort of body horror classics, uh, and yet I just didn't care for them.
0: I think a lot of them have very promising concepts. And I don't know if it's just like a budgetary thing or like the technology available to them at the time. It just doesn't come together.
1: Uh, yes. And also, I mean, maybe just, maybe just body horror isn't my subgenre. So like watching some of these, like it was very dreadful. Like, fuck, I got to watch fucking scanners now. Like, God damn it
0: yeah there's like there's quite a few where i was just kind of like all right can i bump this up to 1.5 speed like i think i know who's gonna win the matchup let's just get through this
1: yeah like some stuff like i was cool to see like i i had i'd never seen david cronenberg's the fly always really wanted to um so that was a good excuse to check it out and
0: i mean i guess i didn't realize this until like now but like I guess it makes sense he's the body horror master, but there's there's three Cronenberg movies just in this.
1: Well, so, like, we can kind of... Maybe this has, like, a... Just before we get into it, like... I think what worked well about, like, David Cronenberg shit is, like... I think his body horror is good. Like, it looks really good. Like, he clearly puts the time into that. And, like, it the looks good.
0: Like, uh, well. The man is, like, a... The man's, like, a concept genius. Like... The concept for all three of his movies in this category are amazing. And he pulls the effects off for the most part. I just think, like, beyond the concept, there's just not much in most of these movies. Except for The Fly.
1: Yeah, so The Fly is interesting because it's different than the original. And so they changed up the premise a little bit. But, like, I... I guess conceptually, like, it pretty much is just a single location movie, more or less. But, like, the the transformation that Jeff Goldblum undergoes to this, and, like, the makeup behind all that, like, is amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I loved The Fly, Shivers, and Scanners. I like the effects in Shivers. I think Scanners has an amazing idea. Yes. But I... I don't think it's that great of a movie. A
1: bit, a bit, bo- a bit dull. Yes. if you ask me.
0: And that that um, seems like a budgetary thing. It seems like he doesn't ha- he did not have the money to like do a lot of the things he wanted to do.
1: Yeah, that could be. Or almost it definitely seems like here's this idea. Um, it's now or never. Let's throw together a screenplay and like let's get this thing out.
0: But to kick it off. John Carpenter's The Thing versus Frankenhooker.
1: Well, while it would be amazing to see Frankenhooker move on to that next round of 32, it's it's not going to happen. It's The Thing, obviously. I Personally, one of my all-time favorite movies, uh, probably my favorite John Carpenter movie.
0: Here's the thing. If we're doing a horror comedy thing, Frankenhooker has legs, but against the thing, it just doesn't.
1: No, <clears throat> I mean, Frankenhooker is kind of funny in moments. <laughs> like it's it's completely ridiculous from the opening scene. You know how ridiculous it is. Oh, that's a nice fucking kitty. Um, it's just like but... being cut up
0: with like the lawnmower. Like it's hilarious. Like the movie's hilarious. Yes, it is.
1: Um, and it plays into a lot of like horror tropes like perfectly and there is some comical stuff but even for even at 80 minutes it feels long
0: (laughs) (laughs) i love when he like has the pieces of his wife that he stole and he's like showing you like all of the nude like photos that he has he's like would you like to look like this or or do you want to look like this
1: (laughs) yeah that was funny i loved how i love the uh, struggle the morality struggle of killing these women, so he designs a super crack that will kill them.
0: That's great. Like, how do I, how do I, how do I go about this? Drugs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, some kind of fun stuff. If you got eighty minutes, like I don't know, check it out. It's kind of funny. Show it to your friends. Brag about how you've seen Frank and Hooker and they haven't. But in terms of this bracket, it's got to be the thing.
0: Yeah, it's it's the thing without a doubt ginger get lost <laughs>
1: <laughs> not to mention the, the effects in the thing are just so, so awesome like when you've got in the thing the head the head that sprouts, like, those, like, crab legs and starts, like, walking around. I rewatched this maybe, like, a month ago, and, like, I had forgotten, like, how just, like, gruesome and gross some of, like, the Thing transformation stuff is. Like, when he's trying, to, when he's trying to emulate the dog, and that's the first time they see what's going on. Pretty gross. And I love the, I love the scene uh, with them What was the movie I just watched recently? Oh, it's the faculty that sort of has the thing rip off where they're, they're doing the, like they're, they're snorting that shit to see who would turn.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen the thing in quite some time, but I, I do love it. And Kurt Russell is amazing. The last, scene of that movie is great where like neither of them can really trust each other.
1: Yeah, I love the I love the thing. One of my favorites, like I said. And speaking of that that scene, the next matchup is Scanners and Faculty.
0: Number eight versus number nine. And for me, it's the faculty, like hands down. I thought have not having seen either going into this, I thought this was gonna be a lot tougher
1: of a matchup. It's the faculty for me as well. And you know, it's this thing's got an average like three star rating on letterbox. I people are shitting on this thing. What's the deal, Zach?
0: This is a gem. This is a real gem. I don't understand like how you could watch that and just not have a great time.
1: Yeah, like you got you know Elijah Wood in there, you got some other recognizable faces. Um it doesn't really it doesn't dilly dally, it fuck it just goes.
0: A movie that we'll talk about in a little bit, like, if if the James Gunn tone really isn't for you, I think The Faculty is your movie.
1: If the James Gunn tone isn't for you, are you referring to the next matchup here?
0: Uh, it's the matchup after, but yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's if,
1: right, because your bracket's broken.
0: Well, it's not broken. This is the official NCAA <laughs> Show me bracket. your
1: bracket. Show me your bracket. Hold it up literally, I can
0: tell you the website that it's taken from. It's taken from NCAA.com. I just
1: I don't know, I think your brackets, I think your brackets busted.
0: yeah, I mean, like like we just talked about, scanners has a great idea, like at its core, it just does nothing interesting with it.
1: yeah, it's it's very slow. Um, like I like the idea of like mind readers being pit against one another pit not even mind readers like telekinetic people up against one another, but and, like, the idea of, like, an underground telekinetic society that wants to take over the world, like, yeah, like the, the idea is there. I just, I just don't – I don't know. There was just something about it. I just didn't care for it.
0: And so now we move in to the number five versus number 12, invasion of the body snatchers in Saw.
1: <sighs> See, this is a tough one for me. Because this
0: not for me, but
1: the snootiness in me wants to give it invasion, but a personal favorite and saw wants to move forward.
0: I will say there are like four different body snatcher esque movies in this list, in this group of sixteen. I don't think Invasion is the best one, so for me, it's Saw.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm f- I'm fine going with Saw. Like, I remember really liking it. It's it creeped me out as a kid, which that's gotta you know that obviously holds something. You know biases. Sorry, they go into these lists. Um, I think maybe see maybe having watched all these movies in such a short time like Invasion. Like it, it's hurt for me. I think the two-hour runtime is a bit long for this movie. Yeah, I would agree. I don't think it needs to be that long. Um, I do like I do like Donald Sutherland in it though. Another Jeff Goldblum flick I like. Yep. There's just I don't know. I guess there's just not enough interesting things happening for me, and certainly not enough body horror like I was hoping for. Like I like the idea of like the little pod people, and they look all like
0: spidery webbed and stuff but see I think like Invasion of the Body Snatchers is like a pretty good science fiction movie I don't think it's a great horror movie
1: I'm with you I'm yeah I think Saw I mean that's like the epitome of body horror
0: yeah Saw is just like one of those big like childhood movies for me Not to mention they captured
1: lightning in a bottle with Saw, too, I think.
0: And then we move on to number four versus number 13, Hellraiser versus Slither.
1: I'm going to upset a lot of people here. I do not like Hellraiser.
0: I am not going to upset a lot of people. I like Hellraiser. I just don't (laughs) think Pinhead belongs in this movie.
1: It is weird. Yeah, see this I don't I know very little about Hellraiser the franchise. I know there are people that like it. Um I thought I thought Hell and Pidhead was way more of a factor in this than the last 15 minutes.
0: The the entire movie could happen without him.
1: Yes, it could.
0: And so I absolutely love like Frank being in the attic. And this woman that he's had an affair with, who's married to his brother, has to keep bringing him people to feed on so that he can regain his form. I love all of that. And then the Pinhead stuff, even though this is literally his movie, just feels so forced and unnecessary and honestly out of nowhere.
1: Well, it doesn't even seem like his movie. Like Maybe I don't know the backstory to Hellraiser, but it feels like that was just kind of a character that – just seemed to work you know with clive barker working on this and then it was like hey we kind of have a character in that the rest of it is now about that and that's not really what hellraiser is
0: and like the pleasure box just doesn't really seem like to be a huge factor which is literally like the biggest thing about hellraiser is like opening the box and releasing him yeah like it's done by a side character at the very beginning. You're not really sure what's going on. And then it's not really mentioned again until later.
1: Yeah, it's also very you don't even really know, very vague as to what happens to when he opens the pleasure box.
0: Yeah, I I don't know, I like there's a lot about the movie that I like, but like the iconic Hellraiser stuff just isn't it.
1: Is there a origin thing about the pleasure box? How has nobody made that movie yet?
0: Uh, I believe Hellraiser 3 like takes place during like the medieval times and Okay. It's like explores the, the pleasure box in that time period.
1: Gotcha. Um yeah, I'm not a huge Hellraiser fan. So which for so that for me, Slither would move on here uh only because of how little I liked Hellraiser and which is not to say that I didn't enjoy Slither. Um I did ki- I did kind of like it. Um I don't think James Gunn is as obnoxious yet. He's getting there. He's getting there.
0: He's close. <sighs> I I this may be like a hot take, but I think he's more obnoxious in slither than he is in the Suicide Squad. Really. Like I don't get me wrong, like He's obnoxious, but I also think it works for the movie. cause I think it's hilarious. I, yeah, I think there was some
1: stuff that was genuinely funny. Um, I liked I really liked the gross, slug squid looking thing that James Rooker turns into. Yes, um that looks that looks great. I love like the slugs that sort of look like shivers a little bit. Like, I so like that stuff. If,
0: if you want to know, like, we talked about in our selection process video, like, society. So, the end of Slither is entirely ripping off the end of society. Because, like, that, like that's what happens at the end of society. It's, like, these things, like, host this group orgy, and they all just kind of, like, merge into this one big thing. Yeah, see, that sounds great. And I, like... Elizabeth Banks, I think, is pretty good. I even, I like, I thought Nathan Fillion was like pretty good in the movie. Who's Nathan Fillion? He's like, is he the cop? He's the cop. Okay. I just like. I guess my problem with it is that I don't understand, like, the aspect of the slug getting into you and taking over you. I don't get what happens like when that happens. But that is so poorly explained. Oh well, it seems like it's more
1: like act. It's more like a way, it's almost like a transmitter to get you hooked into the mother slug, which would be James Rooker at this point.
0: Right, but like for what purpose?
1: To be one united being is what I got. I think that's what the thing was in the flashback she saw. Like there's these creatures that take over everything and make them one. So when there's, because when they're just one being, there's like peace. Because everybody's sort of like cut from the same cloth. So it's just one. There's no differing views. There's nothing. So you're just one thing. You're just one entity.
0: Okay. Maybe I guess I missed that. Um, um, but uh, it's it's weird. Because I think both Slither and Hellraiser are three and a half star movies. But I, I think I kind of would rather rewatch Slither than Hellraiser.
1: Yeah, I did not like Hellraiser at all. I just, just not for me. I did not care for it. Though I, I love like, like
0: of, the, love the creature designs and stuff yeah. like that. Like I just wish there's more of a point to them being there.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I'm with you.
0: I totally agree. All right, so Slytherin moves on, and we move on to what is this? Five, six, and eleven. Yeah reanimator versus shivers
1: this might be the hardest matchup for me because i dislike both movies
0: you dislike the (laughs) reanimator
1: yeah kinda but to be fair like i think i kind of had a grudge against it because i was watching 12 movies in a week so i don't
0: like i don't dislike shivers i think shivers is fine but there's not much there like it's pretty bare bones in terms of what it's, it's doing
1: right it's very bare bones cronenberg's first movie so like i just don't really care for like some of the stuff in it i i thought it was kind of boring reanimator is okay um like again i don't i don't know i i can't put my finger on it i don't i would have to do like a you know i'd have to go to like a psychiatrist they put me under hypnosis and ask me about reanimator to really get into why i didn't like it i don't i just don't know what it is
0: i mean reanimator moves on because it's it's i think it's clearly better than chambers
1: i'm fine with that yes i'm fine i i just wish i wish i had a good answer but i don't i don't know what it is
0: and then we get three versus 14 the fly versus body melt and this is the easiest matchup, probably. Like, one of them. It's it's the fly. Like, there's no doubt. I didn't even watch Body Melt, which is why.
1: Yeah, Body Melt's not great. I wanted it to be a lot more. It seems like, it's, another seems like one of those, like, let's make, you know, we've got some kind of oozy, gross shit, like, to make a story around it. It just didn't really work. It's pretty much about, like, this vitamin uh like company that's selling this vitamin whatever mixture to like that's like promoting good health but there's like the side effect that essentially makes people's bodies melt so the ending oh, I mean, there's so i mean there's some like good shit about like, like people's face melting and stuff but as a whole it's not very good and yeah the fly is great the fly i'm gonna lie the story was not what I thought was going to be. No. I thought it was going to be him sort of mutating into this fly. And because of that, he sort of goes on this violent rampage, but it really just is about him slinking away in this warehouse and just like turning into a fly.
0: And I really think like, like Jeff Goldblum, like carries the movie. Like he's, he's so good in it.
1: Yeah. He is great. Yeah. Um. Uh, so. Uh, uh. Yeah. So I seem to have uh, turned myself into a fly. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I also like that. Like most of the movie is really just about like their relationship, and this is just kind of happening on the side.
1: Yeah, as like a, like a unfortunate side effect, which, which I liked. And then the, the just the thing at the end where his fucking body just like rips away and he's just now this giant fly was probably some of the best i don't know effects work that
0: that we've seen in here i mean the effects are great because he just consistently gets like more and more gross and just disgusting to look at yeah it is nasty (laughs) this i think is like out of any of these movies this is probably like body horror in its truest sense because like He's just like gross to look at.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Yep.
0: A lot of these movies have flashes of like, ooh, that's kind of that's kind of gross, but this is like it's just a very gradual like more and more disgusting. Yes, I agree. So that brings us to 7 versus 10. The Blob versus Tetsuo, The Iron Man. Starring Robert Downey Jr. <sighs> <sighs>
1: I hated Tetsuo. Really? Yeah. I, yeah, hate seems like the right word for it. Why? Ah, uh, you know, it's just it's the epitome of not for me.
0: Interesting.
1: Tetsuo, the Iron Man, who wasn't for me.
0: I loved Tetsuo. Really? I thought it was great. I. I guess I could see why, like. It wouldn't be for someone. It's. I will say it's quite slow for a movie that's an hour long.
1: Yeah, it's really slow, and I guess some of it I just didn't really understand what was happening. For some of it, like. Some of it's very. But then there's, there's, there's like the big stuff, which, okay, is easy to follow. But then there's like these little minute things about like how you get from here to there that I just was not following whatsoever
0: yeah that's fair I guess I guess like I I don't know I don't know what it was like maybe I just really wanted to love it so I just forced myself to (laughs) or I don't know if it's because like I just wasn't that crazy about the blob but I thought Tetsuo was great
1: See, I like The Blob over Tetsuo. Um not for any particular reason, just I don't know. Gone so in my head they say, which one do you like more? I'd say The Blob, I guess.
0: I I don't dislike The Blob. The Blob is one of those where like I thought the effects were kind of cool and I like that aspect of the movie, but most of it just didn't work for me. And like Yeah. Also running <laughs> To like the two hour runtime. It's just like this is not necessary.
1: I mean, to be honest with you, I don't care who moves on because it's gonna be out the next round, anyways.
0: That's true. Uh we we can just put the blob.
1: Yeah, I, I don't really care, honestly.
0: Because then we get into the number two versus number fifteen, which is Cabin Fever versus Basket Case. And Basket Case is great. I recommend anyone go watch Basket Case, but Cabin Fever is amazing.
1: I do like Cabin Fever a lot. More way more than I thought I would actually. There's some like interesting tonal stuff at the beginning which is a question. I was like I was genuinely laughing. I thought it was really funny. Um like I like I love the meathead guy. He's good. He's really funny. Um I think Rider strong and it's good.
0: Dude, there's I've seen Cabin Fever at least 8 times and there's the part that always just like makes me cringe. And it's like when that girl is in the tub shaving her legs and like her skin ooh, just comes ooh. off. Oh. Every time.
1: Yep, that was pretty gross.
0: I also just like I just love this idea of like this is virus that just like eats away your skin. There's like nothing really you can do to combat it once it takes hold of you, you're you're done. <laughs> Yep, I like that.
1: Yeah, like I like that bit about it. I like that you don't even know where that thing comes from. See, the one thing that would kill could have killed this movie for me, because I think it happens in about five of these movies. Opening shot is space, and these weird things are just floating through space. And then oh, there's Jupiter. Oh, there's a comet. There's Earth, and then the movie
0: starts. I thought you were gonna talk about the other thing that happens in about five of these movies where it's oh, like that? where it's like, wow, oh, this really weird thing is going on. In comes the government to tell you not to worry about it.
1: <laughs> they kind of do have that, except the government more just comes in and kills everybody to put a to put a kibosh on it.
0: I do that shootout scene is great. Like that shootout scene does not need to be as good as it is.
1: I made it! I made it No, like, yeah, like can't be real up.
0: It's in I love so many old. of these movies of, like, the trend of just in comes the government and they're just like, we were responsible the whole time, but you don't need to worry. And, like, I don't know. I think this one is just, like, far more simple. It's just, like, something is in the water. That's really all we can tell you.
1: I love that old guy at the beginning. Like, oh, don't you go spilling that fox piss. We'll have all the foxes up in here.
0: <laughs> that kid that just, like, bites him.
1: Yeah, you guys should really have a sign. I love that that how at the end there's a sign that says "Do not sit next to Dennis," <laughs>
0: and then it has that great final moment of like them drinking out of like that Gatorade container and like it's it's just gonna spread. It's only gonna get worse. I do like the ending
1: how it's like all these people gather, they're playing banjos, drinking this lemonade, <laughs> like. <laughs> And then you just know what's about to happen. Like, I did like that a lot.
0: It's Cabin Fever beats Basket Case pretty handily.
1: And there's 64 movies ranked.
0: There you have it. Our uh, round of 32 matchups for Body Horror. You're looking at The Thing versus The Faculty. Saw versus Slither, Reanimator versus the Fly, and then the Blob versus Cabin Fever.
1: So what next time, Zach? We're doing uh thirty. We're doing the thirty-two matchups.
0: Thirty-two matchups. That's what we're doing. Yep.
1: All right. Well, I guess we'll see all these cool cats and kittens next time, won't we?
0: Sure will.